it's a, a grant for an innovative idea to um, promote kingdom advancement and maybe even make it uh, replicable or visible enough to other ministries for them to try. Hello and welcome back to another episode of UB Now, where we talk to church leaders throughout our denomination about what's happening in our churches right now. Today, we have a special episode. I'm interviewing uh, a friend of mine, Kathy Bruce, who works for Brotherhood Mutual Insurance Company, and uh, she's here to talk about a grant that they are offering that uh, you may be interested in applying for. So, Kathy, welcome to UB Now. Hey, good morning, neighbor. Hey, yeah, that's right. We didn't tell people that, did we? Friends and neighbors. Uh, and we're, I don't know, 15 houses down and recording a podcast remotely. How about that? Yep. Yep. I just sent the garbage truck your way. <laughs> Appreciate that. I don't even think we put our trash out today. Uh -oh. How about that? That's all right. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Kathy, um, I, I'm excited to talk to you today about this Kingdom Advancing grant um, that we have... I know we've talked a little bit about locally for our church um, and maybe some ways we could get involved in that, but I know that this is kind of a big deal and there's some cool things happening that Brotherhood Mutual is really wanting to get behind. So tell us a little bit about what the, just in general, what the Kingdom Advancing Grant is. You bet. I think it's a big deal. And um, most importantly, I want my UB brothers and sisters to know about it and get some applications in. So this is a um, this is a grant through the Brotherhood Mutual Foundation. Uh, it's it's unique in that it is just for churches. So uh, it's it's a different way of thinking for churches to apply for a grant. But uh, in this case, Brotherhood Mutual serves churches and wants to give back. And so um, it's it's a, a grant for an innovative idea to uh, promote kingdom advancement and maybe even make it uh, replicable or visible enough to other ministries for them to try. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Brian, but the whole bucket is $150,000. Uh, that's usually broken up between maybe three or four grant recipients. So. Okay. Uh, that maybe gives some context for the amount, uh, but it includes not just funding, uh, but it has a mentor component to it that's pretty neat. Oh, that's cool. So I want to I come back to the mentor component and ask something about that. But you mentioned this is for innovation, innovative ideas. And I know that that is a word that, um, it, as I look back on when we were in the middle of 2020, everybody was talking about innovation and innovative ideas. And I remember being part of a webinar where the individual that was leading said, everybody talks about innovation, but we're not really to the point of innovation yet. We're in acceleration mode still. Like we're going the same direction we were already going. We're just getting there faster. And so the way he was defining innovation was a little different than everybody else was. Um, and so I want to give you an opportunity when you guys talk about innovation for this grant, how would you define that? Yeah, I love that discussion. Um, we all know Solomon tells us there's nothing new under the sun. Right. So I get that. Uh, but there are new methods and methods uh, can get really creative 
And, and that's the kind of thing we're looking for. Let me give you an example. So you brought up 2020. I'd like to forget about it, but <laughs> it, it really was a pivotal year. It was. And um, a lot of uh, what we're doing today came out of some of the creative things that people were uh, were doing in ministry. When the, when the church doors got closed, we got connected to our community in a way that was um, very different, very um, outward facing. Uh, one story I would love to share is about one of our recipients from 2022. Uh, it's called Church at the Park. So that ministry began in Salem, Oregon, with a, a church that took water bottles and went to the park. I think they had a guitar and they just held church in that public area and a ministry grew out of it. Uh, years later, they're approaching us for the grant. They, uh, they took storage pods. So those moving pods that people pack up to move across the country. That you would see like took, in somebody's driveway or out in front of their house that they load up those pods. Exactly. Okay. They took those storage pods and they converted them into a kind of tiny house. Okay. So they put a window in it. Uh, they provided ventilation. They can get two cots, uh, two beds, and a dresser in the middle. They put a lock on the door so that um, people can be there, be safe, be dry, be warm. And they created a community with the blessing of the uh, city council under an overpass. Uh, and they started programming for uh, the residents, and they approached us about a shower and laundry trailer that would be portable. And okay. so uh, that was the grant we gave them, and we got to work with them on developing that community uh, with the aim of helping uh, the people that they began ministering to with water bottles in the park. And uh, those people, helping those people get connected to some job skills training, um, mental health, physical health where needed, and uh, just develop some levels of independence in a whole community that really was already connected uh, under an overpass. And wow. that, uh, that, in my opinion, is innovative. Yeah, and replicable if you have the resources to be able to do that. Uh, and it you know, it impacts your community, it impacts your city, and probably, as I hear you talk, builds a number of partnerships with the city officials and, and beyond. So uh, what a cool, what a cool idea, innovative idea in that sense. Um, Kathy, I want to get back to the, the um, idea of mentorship that you're, you're paired with. So here's where this question is coming from. You know, I attend a small church. Um, you know, our church is under 100 people typically on a Sunday. And so many churches in the United States are that size. I think we were talking earlier, I think the average church is under 200. Is that what? Yeah. yeah. And so smaller churches don't tend to have a lot of resources, maybe great ideas, but how do we make these big ideas happen with the small number of people and the seemingly limited resources that we have? 
so the mentor coming alongside even a small church to like coach someone that has a great idea through this seems like a, a benefit of even applying for this grant. Talk a little bit about uh, the pairing maybe of the small church or any church with uh, a mentor or coach. Well, that's uh, first, let me point out that my husband, Bob, and I started in a church that size in, uh, in Salem, Pennsylvania, and uh, still very near and dear to my heart. So there's a shout out to Salem. Uh, but we, uh, we understand the challenges of being uh, the, the only staff or a small staff in, uh, in a smaller community. I mean, it's, you just don't have the depth of network and resources that others might have. So the, uh, the recipients of this grant have told me over the past two years that this part of the grant means more to them than the finances. Mm. So we have 15 council members that are from churches all across the United States. And those council members invest uh, in mentoring whatever ministry is chosen. They get on phone calls with that ministry once a month and coach through and help overcome obstacles. So let me give you an example of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and this is my job. I get to, to be a, have a front row seat to this kind of thing every day. But uh, one of our grant recipients is a ministry uh, to the immigrant community. And so uh, they, they are teaching job skills and um, they're, they're using a woodshop ministry. A bunch of um, people who are woodworkers are teaching job skills to the immigrants hmm. as, um, alongside teaching them English as a second language. And they uh, then help them secure apprenticeships and then eventually jobs with some, um, you know, some woodworking types of cabinet makers, that kind of thing in mm. the in the area. So it's it's a pretty cool program. Uh, on one of our recent calls, the uh, the ministry leader said, all these immigrants are coming to worship at our church. And we don't, we aren't set up for translation at our church. What do we do? Well, one of the council partners happens to be the CEO of Bethel Media. Think, think Bethel worship music. Mm -hmm. And so he says, well, tell me, tell me what your top four languages are. And we'll, we'll see if our team can help you get some worship music translated for them. Hmm. I, wow. I mean, I just sat there with goosebumps. Yeah. What a God thing. I mean, who who knew that they were going to need that kind of help? But that's that's the network that um, this council member had. And the who knew is, of course, it was a God thing. Yeah. Wow. What a what a cool story. And I know that you have many more stories that, you know, you've shared just a little, a few of those with me, little bits and pieces of those. And I'm interested in hearing more about those, but let's say uh, a church is interested in applying for this. Um, what is the process of applying for a grant like this? And then I want to hear a few more of your stories, Kathy. Oh, I can't wait to tell you. So uh, first of all, I'm, uh, I'm sure you're going to put the link to the uh, webpage in the show we'll notes. So, yep. uh, so go to the link 
Uh, our application window is open now through March 27th. It's a once a year thing and it does close on March 27th. And please don't slam me with a whole bunch of applications on that one day. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, there were nearly 400 applications and remember only four or five recipients are chosen. So the, the competition is stiff. And I would say that the application is a rigorous application. So it's probably not gonna be completed at, uh, all at one time. It uh, does does ask for people to think through a an entire ministry strategy that's um, that's all encompassing. So if nothing else, when you complete the application, you've got a good plan in place. But uh, that application is there on the link. And um, before you start the application, read the guidelines, please. And uh, I've even got an audio cast attached there to help people know kind of what, what we're looking for, what makes a stellar uh, kingdom advancing grant application. Okay. okay. Sounds easy Sounds enough, easy enough. To, well, to apply. Not, it's not easy. <laughs> to click the link. <laughs> To click yeah. the link, I mean, to find it, but to actually work through that process. And, you know, I think that's good to point out that, you know, I'm a, an idea guy and you know that, and I always have new ideas yep. and some are more thought out than others. So uh, it's good to point out that, uh, you know, this is one that needs to be pretty thought out, has a plan in place, uh, whether you receive the grant or not, that this may be something that you're going to pursue anyway. And the grant would help you get there uh, a lot quicker. Uh, with more resources too. So it, um, yeah, were yeah, you going to say something it, else? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, it it will, I, I mean, I like to think that it's a ministry to the applicants to help them think through everything, like what resources would we need to launch this and who who would we, um, who on staff do we need involved and um what what's a sustainability plan because this grant is a one-year grant one and done so how how can we keep this going and even on the spiritual side one of the things i really challenge people to think through is what you know of course it is jesus work to feed the hungry but after we feed them food when when and how are we going to point them to the bread of life and so that's the kingdom advancing part. I'm looking for um, a really well thought out plan to to point them to the eternal solution, not just the temporary solution. Uh, and and so I can tell you there were times uh, in ministry when people would bring us their great idea and ask uh, basically the pastors to launch it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've yep. ever heard of that happening. Um, um, never, never, that's <laughs> never been my experience. <laughs> yeah, I think the pastors are all going to chuckle at that one. But um, but asking people to uh, work through what's what I call in the business world an, a logic model of process. And I even have a worksheet for that. In fact, I did a workshop on this at the UB National Conference. But um, really thinking through all the things that are involved in a plan uh, so that it's, it's in good shape no matter what. You can at least present it to your board in a, a polished way, and it's, it can then be used to apply for other grants. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I, 
I'm glad you pointed out too that it's not just about the the physical need, but it's it's kingdom advancing. It's bringing others into the kingdom. But a lot of times, it's how do we meet that that need first, uh, so that we can build relationship and and bring them into that relationship with with the Lord for sure. So, so that, Kathy, that launches the story. If you want to hear one. I was just going to transition into that. Um, I love that you joined me to talk about this. I want to hear some of your stories. Give me one or two of them. Yeah, well, um, thinking about the kingdom advancing piece uh, that we're looking for in the application, there's a church called the Good Church in Flint, Michigan. So just our neighbors to the north. Everybody remembers Flint because the water challenges um, that were internet, I mean, nationally uh known, recognized. Mm -hmm. uh, this church was a, um, a church start or a replant, and they surveyed their neighborhood. This is a neighborhood that's been hit really hard economically. And uh, they surveyed the neighborhood and said, how could the church be helpful to you? And the interesting thing is that hygiene poverty was the, the issue that surfaced. Hmm. So, uh, there is not a laundromat within a five mile radius of this church and public transportation was the only mode that people in some cases have to get their laundry done. Wow. So imagine loading up your dirty laundry in a garbage bag and paying a city bus and going and uh, sitting at the laundromat for two or three hours and then putting your clean laundry back on the bus and heading home. I mean, who has time? Who has time for that? And it's expensive. Yeah. So uh, the good church started what they call good laundry. And uh, <laughs> they they applied for a grant to install industrial sized washers and dryers in the basement or lower level of their church. And uh, here's here's another God story. So one of the mentors on our independent uh, council actually worked in the hotel industry prior to be uh, joining a church staff. And so he was able to contact his vendors and say, hey, I need your generosity. I need some industrial washers and dryers and uh, or a really good deal. So he was able to secure that. Wow. And then we were able to give them uh, grant money to renovate their lower level of their buildings. So there's a lounge area. And this, uh, this couple is training volunteers in the church, not only to fold laundry, but to initiate spiritual conversations while they're doing that. Wow. Uh, and to put, to put it in their words, they get in people's business while they're folding laundry. Yeah. And, uh, and it's all done in relationship and it's all done recognizing that the ultimate goal is not to fill the pews, but to fill the kingdom. Yeah. Wow. I, first of all, I love that story. I love that they're training individuals to talk with. And I think that is key. It's not just the laundry laundromat and providing the services. It's the people they're putting in place to talk with them. Number two, I love the name. Um, I, many people may not know and may not care, but I do a podcast called good podcasting. And so it's like right in line. I love the simplicity of the good church, good laundry and good podcast. How about that? <laughs> it's, it's a great story. Yeah. Um, 
Tell me, do you have what's what's a, one more story that really stands out to you over the last two years? Someone that has received this grant and really done something significant. I know probably all of them have, but what's one more that maybe stands out in your mind? You have no idea how hard it is for you to, um, I mean, for me to narrow it down to one more story. <laughs> um, there are so many good ones. And by the way, they're all posted on that same website. So they can go and click these. But um, let me tell you one more. I, I really like it because um, I hope it's an encouragement to a church that maybe thinks they don't have anything uh, to offer. So this is a church in West Virginia. Uh, they've got uh, a ministry to uh, people who are dealing with addictions, people who have uh, prison records and, uh, and, and some immigrants as well. Uh, but they were brainstorming, how can we serve this community? And um, somebody almost jokingly said, well, you know, we've got a church parking lot. And uh, there was a chuckle and somebody else said, uh, well, I've got, uh, I've got a car lot. I, you know, I've got used cars. And another person said, well, I'm a retired driver's ed teacher. And so hmm. all of a sudden it started to click and they have a ministry teaching uh, these folks how to drive and get their license, their driver's license, wow. which helps for so many reasons. If you're, um, many times these are people who've lost licenses or never had them and don't know how to navigate that. And this provides them with an identification, which is really important. Uh, it, it's a confidence builder and it, it makes the roads safer. So they've just licensed, I think their 21st driver. Wow. How about that? That's an innovative ministry of a church. It doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of resources, but it's, um, it's unique and um, it's not real demanding. So, so, you know, just like don't overlook the obvious that you have um, in your area. Yeah. And, and it always, Brian, the, the idea is not to take what we have and offer it. The idea is to look at the problems around us and try to solve them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we were talking earlier, you said something about the idea of this and telling the stories is not to mimic or copy what's happening. But what you just said is to look at the needs of your community. Every community is unique. Every community is different. Every community has specific, very specific needs, uh, that we can, we can meet. And, um, so yeah, I, Kathy, I'm just excited again, like I said, that you came on to, to share this. Thank you for, uh, promoting this. Thank you for what you are doing and what Brotherhood Mutual is doing to, uh, support churches who have innovative ideas to impact and grow the kingdom in their communities. Thank you for a, a chance to tell our UB family about this opportunity. Anytime. Let's, uh, let's follow up maybe and see some more stories in the, in the near future. How about that? Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you.